So welcome to Bossy Pants and the Nerd, where we get to talk about whatever we want to talk about. And uh, this is Kevin, also known as the Nerd. And this is Melanie, and you can guess what that makes me. <laughs> <laughs> so we thought we'd talk for a little bit today about something we have done a lot of. Mm. We've done so much of this. There is and no, it's not thing. wearing masks and getting vaccinated, although we should be doing a lot of that these days. Those things are good. They are good. But we have moved, I believe, seven times. Good night. I don't even know. In our, we'll be having our 14th anniversary pretty soon. So I believe it's seven times. So we wanted to talk a little bit about some of those stories, some of the different places we've lived, uh, the things we've done right and the things we've done wrong, and maybe uh, entertain you a little bit as well as uh, in, um, have you pick up a few tips and tricks for yourself of what not to do. Are you saying you're way. setting yourself the challenge of making moving fun? Oh, yes. <laughs> Good yes. luck. So... Let's just go through the timeline to begin and just talk about where we moved and then we'll back up and talk about like some of those, uh, the ups and downs of each of those places. Yeah, we moved the day after we finished our honeymoon to downtown Detroit. Yeah. Which was super exciting. Like literally not like when people talk about Detroit and especially if they're from outside of Detroit anywhere, they just assume that all of this is Detroit. But like. Listen, Rochester Hills is not Detroit. No, it is not. Uh, Bloomfield Hills is not Detroit. Novi is not Detroit. Mm -mm. Detroit is Detroit. <laughs> That's if you it. can walk to Comerica Park and watch a Tigers game through the fence, you probably live in Detroit. Then you live in Detroit. Yeah. So we actually did. We I walked one time by myself to Comerica Park. We could bike to Belle Isle by our. Um, you know. I did it by myself, and I would run on Bell. And you Island didn't stuff. immediately die. I did not die. Wow. Uh, I did it for a while until my mom convinced me that there would be some horrible person waiting in the bushes to attack me because we've watched too many Criminal Minds uh, and uh, Law and Order SVU. <laughs> this episode brought to you by procedural crime dramas. Ding ding. <laughs> boom, boom. So we lived in a in, an apartment in Detroit, and then we moved. A few months later, to a sprawling parsonage, um, a church parson. A parsonage is a home owned by a church, for those mm -hmm. who don't know. Mm -hmm. So we lived in a parsonage for a while, which was a 2,000 square foot ranch. Then we moved... With a full finished basement across the under country. the entire place, by the way. Yes. We yeah, moved across the country to a small house in a even smaller town. <laughs> yes, the, the, the house is bigger than the town somehow. Mm -hmm. And then we moved within that town, a couple streets over to a tiny little, tiny studio apartment. And then from that studio apartment, we moved back to Michigan, back to that same parsonage a few years later. True story. And then from that parsonage, we bought our own small house, a tiny house, a couple, like across town. Mm -hmm. And then we moved from that small house to the small house we live in now. Absolutely. And if I counted right, that is seven. Yeah, I count, I listed it out before I said them all because oh, I wasn't sure if I would miss one. Look at you doing homework. I know. So when we first got married, we moved into this apartment. And can you talk about how we apartment hunted? And do you remember any of that process? Yeah, I remember hating the process. Yeah. And deciding that we were just going to go see as many as possible in one afternoon and then just pick one. Yeah. I mean, when you're when you're shopping for an apartment and you're in your senior year of your last semester of high, of college, 
and you're planning a wedding that's yeah. a lot so you got you got homework stressful. to do you got wedding to plan you don't you don't care where you, you also live. have an, a house to live a house to find it's true um i would say one thing that we definitely did wrong with that apartment was too big um i insisted on a larger apartment and that was a poor choice so we did not have the wallet to back that up no no we didn't nor we did have the stuff but that was just unfortunate that was because i hadn't <laughs> i hadn't moved into my minimalistic mindset uh so much mm -hmm. but we found a nice little apartment a little gated apartment complex that mm -hmm. we were probably the only white family in this i never saw complex. another one we'll put it that way yeah um, I remember asking like the neighbors, I brought them some banana bread and I asked to borrow a cup of sugar and we went to like a barbecue and, and all the normal neighbor things. things you yeah, know. it was Can fun. I have a cup of sugar? That actually happened. Actually, we did really, that. I actually really enjoyed living there uh, and kind of wish we could have done it for Dude, longer. Biking to work. I was in my best shape that summer yeah. for two reasons. I missed that. One, I was biking to work every day. It was a six mile one way trip through <laughs> Detroit. So I was trying to dodge cars. How many miles? Three miles one way. Three miles, yeah. Yeah. And uh, the other reason was we were poor and couldn't afford food. Right. So great didn't... diet. If you're poor enough, you can't buy groceries. We didn't have a lot of food. Um, but yes, I insisted that we didn't need just a one-bedroom apartment. We needed the loft apartment. Mm. And it was a great apartment. I mean, if we had that now, I mean, I would. we could easily live there now, I yeah. think. But it was... Too much square footage and too much money. Probably two hundred dollars more than we needed to spend, and per month. yeah, yeah, per month. Mm -hmm. And I also insisted. I remember on getting cable, mm -hmm. uh, cable internet. This is when. Oh my gosh, you guys, we got married before digital TV, and so do you remember? Like I had the big, thick, like the deep, two foot deep TV, mm -hmm. and it you had to buy a cable switch or. What no, you that? had to. That was the summer that it box. all came out. So we bought the digital TV converter box. Converter box. Because yeah. our TV didn't receive digital signals. So you right. had to buy the little box to go from right. digital to analog. Yeah. So it was like right when all that was happening was when we got married. Right. And so I insisted on spending however much per month on, a lot of money. On, on TV, which in retrospect is both a good and a bad decision because I couldn't get a job. And I didn't have anything else to do except watch TV. So I watched the Cooking Network, like, basically all day and, and learned a lot. We watched Gilmore Girls together. That's true. Thank you very much. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> that was the other thing we watched. Yeah, that is the other thing we watched. And, but, so my my tastes were just, I expected to have what, what I had when my parents had, you know, they'd been married for 20-some years. And that's just not reasonable. So if you're just starting out, just be okay with bottom of the barrel <laughs> be okay with less mm -hmm. and getting rid of stuff and not having the home that you've always dreamed of get to know the dollar menus at taco bell instead <laughs> of the quesadilla meal for like eight dollars or maybe even better content yourself with a potato with some baked veggies on top because that's all you could afford and then lose 20 pounds your first summer yeah married. we didn't buy meat <laughs> we didn't buy milk no, yeah. That was like 2008. Milk was a luxury because so like, we were like, whoa. So gas had gone up to three ninety nine or four something a gallon. Hence me biking to work. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> uh, that was Detroit. We were there for about five months. And then we moved to the Parsonage, mm -hmm. which was provided for us. But we had to pay utilities. So that was super expensive. Mm -hmm. And so all of a sudden we had how many bedrooms? Four. Four bedrooms four and bedrooms, a finished basement. Two and a half bathrooms huge kitchen huge ba yeah 
And we had no kids yet. So it's just the two of us. And all with of two our, bedrooms each. Our youth group kids. Well, and all of you, yes. And yeah, all so the, the basement was for the youth group. But when you have space, your stuff fills the space. It's true. And it's unfortunate. It is. That's really all I have to say about that. Yeah, don't buy stuff. Don't buy stuff. Don't buy stuff. You know, like, even books. Like, everyone likes to say, well, like, yeah, own all the books you can. You know what's awesome? A free library card. Yes. Everybody should vote for every library millage that ever comes up. And everybody should have a library card. That is also what we did on our dates. And still do. We're doing that with our girls every week. Mm -hmm. Going to the library spending an hour or so just browsing the books browsing the dvds and coming home and have a date night mm -hmm. it's mostly dvds <laughs> actually we get mostly books but that's another joke we'll have to tell you about we'll later tell you other time it was a dream i had <laughs> may as well tell the story I, yeah, now you I, mean, like so okay so i'm I was... sleeping and melanie is asleep next to me and it's the middle of the night and everything is dead quiet <laughs> and uh, I didn't know this because I was sleeping, but Melanie was apparently having a vivid dream. Where I was feeling very self-conscious about how heavy this bag was. And yeah. I don't know if it was Kevin picking it up well, or what, but yeah, it was I very I don't know heavy. what's going on. But so she's got this whole thing going on inside her skull that I was unaware of. And then all of a sudden next to me, I, out of a dead sleep, I hear Melanie's like <laughs> breath on my ear. And then she goes, it's mostly DVDs. <laughs> and it's just so friggin' loud. It woke, so like imagine you're in a dead sleep at like two in the morning and your spouse rolls over and goes, it's mostly DVDs. I'm sorry. So, so now our family, like it's this thing, like it's our explanation. Well, it, it's, it's mostly, mostly DVDs. DVDs. So. And, and Kirsten says DVDs. DVDs. She thinks like DVD is a word. Yeah, no, it's like the Ds that belong to a diva. The DVDs. It's the DVDs. DVDs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho. So that's a story we think is hilarious. So then from living in this parsonage for a, a couple of years, two and a half, three years, uh -huh. we loaded up a U-Haul and moved a, a couple states <laughs> over to this small town in western New York, a lovely little village. With all the peaches you can shake a stick at. And we, again, insisted on a certain size home. And this was mostly because I was teaching piano lessons. Yeah, we needed a place for you to teach piano. Was I going to teach starting out or was that just... I was going to give you the benefit of the doubt, but I think that came later. Yeah, I don't think I started out teaching piano. I think I just insisted that we needed a house that was that big again. So <laughs> <laughs> I have a problem. I have no comment. Yeah. So, I mean, it was fine. Rent was reasonable. But then rent kept going up and up and up. And we're like, forget this. And we, so we moved and I checked out, you know, the penny saver, mm -hmm. which had a little, you know, four line article for $430 a month. You could rent a basement studio apartment, including utilities mm -hmm. for $430 a month. Oh, it was insane. So, and then we, we go check it out and it is gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Hardwood floors, little kitchen, bathroom. Yeah. And then just a big open space downstairs one, where you can put all your stuff. And if you don't space. have kids, that's just fine. It was glorious. And it was wonderful. We, I, Except I for the slugs. It, I called it our hobbit hole. And oh my gosh, what is with the slugs in Albany, in New York? I don't know. <laughs> I have never seen... I, not to be confused with Albany. No, it's not Albany. Albion, New York. Albion, yes. Yeah. The mm -hmm. village of Albion. It's true. So... Not a city. Huge slugs. I remember having to sprinkle our steps with 
salt. To and get then the you step out. on the dead, slimy, dried up, dried up slugs yeah. after you've salted them. It's but it was just not a great. This situation. basement level apartment was actually, I believe, the like servants' quarters of this beautiful historic home. Because every home in Albion is like you know. 200 years old. They're all from the 1800s. They're all historical markers, you know. Like, it's just the kind of town it is. It was a rich person's home right on the the banks of, um, what's it called? The Erie Canal. Um, And so it was a great little, and we had a staircase that went upstairs, but the door was locked at the top. So I would have my little quiet time at the top of the stairs. And yell at me for breathing too loud while I was asleep. Yeah, yeah. You waking me up is apparently a theme. But apparently... We really didn't mind having this divide, you know, a little space divided. We had downsized a lot, and we would have probably lived there happily for a while. Oh yeah. Then you got a call for a new job, and mm-hmm. so where did we move? Back to the parsonage. Next. <laughs> so we moved. So we went from a tiny little studio apartment to that giant four bedroom house with a finished basement again. again. Yeah. And so we moved in, and we we unloaded all of our stuff. And I think at one point they looked at me like, "Is this it? Is is?" Is that it? Yep. And I was like, mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, that's it. <laughs> and so we lived there a couple of years. We had both girls there. And so, again, we spread out and increased our stuff. Mm-hmm. And then we decided to buy our own house, which was a 700-square-foot little tiny ranch a couple streets over. And we absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. The process of downsizing was excruciating for a number of different reasons. hmm and now we've ended up in a 900 square foot ranch. So it has one extra bedroom, bedroom. Mm-hmm. which allows Kevin to have a home office. Um, but all the rooms are still pretty small. And we have more of a finished basement here. So we're able to mm-hmm. use that space. Um, and we have a gigantic garage, which I think we alluded to in our in our former episode. It's true. So we will be watching the Super Bowl in Kevin, next Sunday. <laughs> yes. Um, what... Are some of the things that pop into your mind about like the actual move and how you coordinated that with our different moving crews yeah um don't be the guy who's still packing boxes when your friends arrive don't mm-hmm. don't be that guy um yeah because if if you can manage to have all of your stuff in boxes so that all your friends have to do is walk in pick up a box grab a box and stick it on the truck they will appreciate you. Mm-hmm. You can buy them some pizza or, you know, some beverages if that's more your your speed or whatever. Like, and they'll be happy. They're like, oh, this is great. I carried some boxes. I got some food. I like my friend. He's a he's a good stand-up guy. If they show up and you're still trying to shove stuff in boxes and there's nothing for them to do and they're just kind of like watching you pack, don't don't be that guy. That is the one thing we have done right on I think all of these moves, mm-hmm. except one. One that I will, we will come back to. <laughs> um, but we organized a, a crew, a time for arrival, and we provided them with some sort of food or incentive. And we had all I of even our gave boxes. Them an end time. Yeah, we had all of our boxes ready. And I would, Kevin was with whoever was moving the, the boxes and kind of filling the truck. Mm-hmm. And I was inside saying, this goes, this goes, this goes, this yeah, doesn't you, go. You handled the house side, I handled the truck side. And the same when we would arrive. I think it was important to have one of us outside and me standing out the mm-hmm. door saying, that goes downstairs, second door on the right, second door on the yep. right, you know. And we had labeled, I think everybody does this, but maybe they don't. I, I label all of our boxes. So 
these all say office and this says bathroom and that yeah. says Kevin and Mel or whatever. Yeah. Well, and the important thing too is like, it's not important that you go really, really fast when you're moving. It's important that you eliminate delay and downtime. Yeah. So if someone's got to wait for you to finish packing a box and you just have people standing around in your living room while you finish packing a box, that's downtime. You're making it take longer and you're wasting everyone's time and then you're not the good guy. Now, of course, there are a couple of things you just have to wait until the last minute to pack. So the way we get around that is, you know, when it was just us, first of all, we got childcare, so our kids were not in the house. Well, we packed morning of. We packed. Before everyone arrived. We got up at seven or whatever. We mm -hmm. started, we didn't do anything but put our clothes on and put all of our things, the last minute things, in the boxes. Mm -hmm. And then just said, okay, we're ready to go. Right. And they arrived at nine. So, yeah, so that's a good point. Like, if, when I say that everything needs to be packed when your friends get there, I, I actually mean everything, including the clothes you wore yesterday. Right. So like you need to do some work before your friends arrive to finish up those last minute things. Otherwise, again, they're sitting and watching you pack and they don't know where things go. So you're wasting their time. And that makes me think of this, which you're going to need your most important bags of stuff, which are probably the last things you kept in your house in your car. So don't let them get packed. Mm -mm. Just keep an eye on them or put them in your car and close the door and don't let anybody touch them. You basically can pack your last little thing, few things. Like you basically pack in a suitcase for yeah. your last night before you move. Right. And then you just use the suitcase when you get to the new house. And then when you arrive, after you have unloaded the moving van and all the boxes are in their appropriate locations. So that's one of the good things is like, okay, all the kitchen boxes are in the kitchen. All the bedroom boxes are in the bedroom. The first thing you need to do is make your bed. Mm -hmm. Build the bed and put the sheets on it mm -hmm. right away. And that is a tip from my grandmother who moved like 17 times throughout her marriage and said, always make your bed first <laughs> because mm -hmm. you're going to be tired whenever you collapse and you're not going to want to do that. It's true. It's true. So what was, do you remember the time that we didn't have a great plan and we didn't have a moving team? Yeah. What, what was that? Do you well, remember the time that? we went from the parsonage the second time to the little house. To the seven Also in Monroe. Mm -hmm. You know, and we thought that, hey, we're going from a lot of stuff to a little stuff. So it means we can't pack everything up. Right. So we can't have everything ready when people get here. So maybe we just do this a little at a time. Mm -hmm. We furnish the new place a little at a time. And then we can just say, okay, look, everything that's left behind, we clearly don't need. Let's get rid of it. Mm-hmm. That was the idea. Sounds great. It was a terrible idea. It was the worst. Don't do it. Um, we absolutely should have gotten rid of stuff as we packed everything up, and we should have yeah. had the one moving day. So you may think you have a great reason why the one moving day concept is not a good one. Oh, man. I, I'm not going to go out on a limb and say you're always wrong. I am going to go out on a limb and say that 99.9% .9 of the time, you are always wrong. We would be always wrong if it were us. It, like, that would just true. drive us crazy to have an ongoing project. Because stuff, projects and things fill the space and time you give it. Yeah. And that's... So it took us, like, two weeks to move. Yeah, it was insane. And we weren't selling the house right away. So we were able to take that time. But I think what we needed to do was give ourselves adequate time. And you didn't take any time off work. I did not. Uh, maybe half a day at some point. I feel like you might have taken I think day. I took one half of one day. But. And then went back to work in the afternoon. <laughs> what, what we needed to do was have a room or each of us have a room 
before the move that is like, okay, today I'm going to box up this room and I'm going to get rid of all the things that mm -hmm. I need to get rid of. And I, because it's going to take time. There's going to be things you think you need. There's going to be things that are sentimental that you're going to have to like The last 10% of stuff that's left in the room is the 10% that's going to take you half the time. Right. So like getting it mostly done is useless. Don't do that. Yeah. Get it all the way done. Yeah. And just be okay having a trash bag and then fill up whatever uh, vehicle or boxes for Goodwill. And we donated a two-car garage full of stuff. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That we just had accumulated. Mm -hmm. uh, so I wish we had done all of that before. And because of the way that we continued this move, we were like ships in the night. Like you would do a couple loads and I would be at the house and then I would do a couple loads because we had a three-year-old mm -hmm. and a seven-month-old, yep. <laughs> which is also really hard. If you have moved with young children, especially that young, it is incredibly hard because they get everything out again or they're crying or they need food or they're whatever. So having childcare is great mm -hmm. as well as moving during a polar vortex is not recommended. Yeah, you remember that polar vortex of uh, 2019? what, 2019? Yeah, we, we we moved literally that day. During that week was when it was like negative 17. Oh, um, it was insane. It was horrible. And mm -hmm. we forgot to call and have them, we had never bought a house. So we had to call and turn the water on, but we didn't realize that until the That was the first the house we morning. bought. We had rented till then, I forgot that. Yeah, so that was our first, so 2019 was the first time we bought a house. That was 11 years into marriage. Mm -hmm. And I would recommend that, like, just rent until mm -hmm. you feel like buying is the right idea, especially right now. And don't buy more than you need. Yeah. I'll, I would almost say buy smaller than you need because you can get rid of stuff. Mm -hmm. The amount of stuff that I've gotten rid of is feels good. I don't, I think there's been one or two things that I've regretted getting rid of. I miss the cast iron stock pot. Yeah, there's a couple of things of Kevin's that he regrets me getting rid of. Yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but for the most part, we're all right. Um, the other aspect of that is we we wanted to make it fun. So that very first night we closed on our house, we slept in our new house. And it sounded super fun. And just like sleepover on the floor. I think we had air mattresses. We had the girls' bed. Mm -hmm. And that sounded great. But then we're like, let's just stay here and not go back to our old house. And so that's when the, the madness really happened mm -hmm. was like, we were not prepared to move when we moved in. Right. And we should have It just... was closing day. Yeah. We closed and we were not ready to move. But we wanted to be but ready But we to just move. decided to move in, even though we didn't have any stuff. It was... So we literally just like threw some stuff in the car. So dumb. And drove over and we're like, this is nice. We're going to stay. Yeah. <laughs> Which don't, don't, don't do, do that. Don't do that. So, but then the other problem is there was a, Maybe a week or two after we moved in, or was it that first week? I don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, we had big things that couldn't that we couldn't do on our own. We didn't have a moving truck. I think we had a trailer that we borrowed from your grandpa. Um, but we asked a couple of people after church, hey, can you come over and help us load the king size bed and the dresser mm -hmm. and the piano or whatever? And they're like, yeah, sure. Next thing I know, I mean, bless their hearts, there's like 15, 20 people in the mm -hmm. house. They're like, hey, we're here to help. What can we do? But let me reiterate, we were not prepared to move. We we were not living there anymore, but our stuff was not packed. Yeah, this is the one time that we did not have everything in boxes when we when our friends showed up. So there were and it did not go well. Taking stuff off of the wall. Like literally there was all the decorations were still on the wall. Like 
they were taking stuff off the walls, taking stuff out of the bathroom, throwing stuff in boxes for me. And I, it was, it was excruciating and it was embarrassing. Like I felt humiliated that I had all this help that I was not prepared to have. And then the poor little girls, I had a three-year-old who was like, where's all my stuff going and why are they taking it? Yeah, we didn't really prepare her for that. We didn't well. prepare our kids to move at all. Yeah. So that whole moving process was just kind of a a wreck. Part of that was just the housing market too for our last two moves, trying to buy a place in the housing market that's been insane for the last couple of years. Yeah. You know, I mean, we both of our houses, we basically when we were looking for houses, we basically said, okay, look, if we look at a house and it's not terrible, we need to put an offer in that day. Right. And so we didn't have the opportunity to really take our time and hang out with the kids. Like, No, no, wait. Are you talking about that move in Monroe? There I'm was talking... no race at that time. Like, yeah, there, there was. We there were was. one of five offers on that house oh, the day it went was. up. There was. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah. The girls didn't see the house before we put an right. offer in. Right, it just happened so fast. Right. We had like a list of 14 houses we were going to tour. Mm -hmm. And then the first one we looked at was like, hey, if you want this, you have to put a bid in by noon. Yeah. Uh, so that was crazy. We had like an hour and a half, I think. So we weren't prepared, but neither were our children or our boxes. Yeah. Now on the other extreme, let me ask you a question. Is there such a thing as packing too early? No. Really? I... Okay, because I, I told you, I told you yes, not because I think that it's a problem to pack too early. It's because you weren't packing your things. You were packing my things. <laughs> yeah. So Because I didn't need those things. I understand. <laughs> there, there are many times in our marriage that my things have disappeared and I don't know where they went. And it's because you didn't need them anymore. Yeah, I didn't need your book, so I put them in boxes. Yeah, my book, my, okay. Okay, <laughs> listeners, dear listeners. My books were in boxes for six months. They were. She did not pack them when we started making offers on houses. She did not pack them when we had an accepted offer on a house. She packed them when we knew that someday we would be moving and knew we were not ready to move yet. Right. So, no, <laughs> here's the thing. This is why I started packing too early. First of all, there's two reasons. One, I was having... PTSD from the previous move where I wasn't prepared at all. And so I was like, this is going to be different. I was bound and determined. But the other thing is we were interviewing for all these different jobs and we thought we were going to accept one at the end of December and move. And it was December. So I started... Do you remember what I told you no, no, no. in that moment though? So I started frantically packing because I'm like, dude, we've got like two weeks to pack and move across the country. Do you and, remember what I said? No, I don't remember what you said. I said, can we wait until we know where we are moving to? At and least I which said, state. No, because and I you was, said no. I was panicking. Right. So I started packing. I packed your books and things. <laughs> and then I packed like all the shelves that were in the basement that were just, you know, like vases and photo books and Which was also a lot of my stuff. Except like, you're stuff. mentioning the stuff that was yours, but there was also a lot of my stuff or my cooking things that on I didn't use shelves. often that yeah. were on those shelves. So I basically lost 75% so of my things for six months. I started packing in December and we moved in July. Yeah. So <laughs> there were a lot of good things that happened. I got rid of, I had a gift bag problem. I had a problem with 
an addiction to keeping all of our gift I bags. I want to be very clear. If you had packed only your things, I would have been fine. Yes, that's true. But I was still, I still regretted packing because there were things that I needed during that time frame. Mm -hmm. I'm like, where did I put this? Because um, so, the closing process is like 60 days, no matter what you do. And then You're going to have two months. Once we started, once we decided to stay in Michigan, we didn't start looking for houses until like March. And then we didn't close on a house until june and didn't move until july yeah um but there was some time i there. was able to get i got rid of a ton of stuff there are good things to that but i do think that i jumped the gun and sometimes there's a, such a thing as being over prepared and it was not helpful i have no comment okay i missed my books <laughs> he did miss his books and so did the girls because i packed most of their books <laughs> Um, so if Kirsten's reading is behind because she didn't get oh, the practice. Oh, hush. We took him to the library. We went to the library for free books. So there is one more thing. I was just thinking of preparing the kids and not just emotionally, mentally for a new house, but also for getting rid of their stuff and sorting through their stuff. I we highly do a whole episode on how to not hoard, like reverse hoarding. Yeah, yeah. I highly recommend having the kids, and I do this with them every six months or so. I just we go through, we take every single thing off the shelves or every single thing out of their drawers and say, yes or no, yes or no, yes or no. I think no. we already did an episode on that. I don't know. I think we did an episode on minimalism. Maybe we did. No, we. It's on my list to talk about. I'm pretty sure it's on your list, and we did an episode. Okay, well, we'll have to listen to our own podcast. <laughs> um. But having them go through their stuff gave them ownership of what they kept and what they gave to other friends yeah. or what well, they... Well, downsizing was something they did home. instead of something that was done to them. Yeah. That makes sense. And so the move here went far easier for our family. Oh, for sure. So that's that's all I've got. If you've got some more questions... Or tips. Or stories to share. Things that you did that were really cool or awful and you want to share that too. Send us a message. Oh, yeah. 